Welcome to the Niches You. My name is Matt Gottesman at Matt Gottesman on Instagram, and this is my daily podcast where I create short, quick hitting episodes to help you uncomplicate life, creativity, and the pursuit of your highest self. There's only main character energy here. Now let's get into it. Welcome to episode 181. Be willing to see how it all turns out. Be willing to see how it all turns out. Now, this is an interesting episode because I feel like I'm going to go on a, a few different tears in a few different places. I was watching Casey Neistat, uh, uh, or Neistat, depending on how you want to say his last name, on Stephen Barlett's Diary of a CEO, and um, I got about halfway through, and it's just been interesting listening because he was talking about failure. Uh, for any of you listening that don't know who Casey Neistat is, um, he's you know one of the most... Um, famous YouTubers in the world because he started very, very early on with it and it took a very long time to build and he at one point did vlogging for uh, 800 straight days and um, just uh, doing a video a day to uh, talk about any number of topics, right? And eventually, you know, he became uh, one of the most prolific creators uh, on the planet. And so he he's on Steven's show and, he, you know, he's talking about all kinds of things and he's talking about um, failure being the greatest gift. And I, I do want to talk about that because failure is such a funny word. And he was talking about, the, to, to cue up a little bit of the story first, because it's very interesting. He was talking about how it's it's an interesting thing where on one hand, you're so dedicated to something, making something work because you just want it. You either want it or you don't. In anything, by the way, in anything in your life. And he was saying how he really went after the things that he wanted. Obviously, there was a lot of different circumstances, but for time's sake, I'm not going to get into that. And he got there by all measures of quote unquote external world success. He got there. But then he was referencing one of his best friends to date who um, kept the life that he had back where he uh, was, you know, from their hometown and had, uh, you know, incredible wife relationship with his wife, incredible uh, relationship with his children, um, you know, good job, middle-class family. Just, he didn't necessarily pursue anything uh, like in terms of there wasn't necessarily calling. And that, that was one of the things that Casey was bringing up that it's like, he got to a point where he realized it really does come down to like, what is fulfilling and happy for you. And so you can't really have this, um, you know, like everybody's got to like have something so extreme to go for or whatever it might be. Now, where I was agreeing with, with what he was saying is that, you know, yes, I think you, and I've been preaching this for a long time. You do have to define what happiness looks like for you. And you do have to try to create that for yourself through any means of personal development and self-awareness and accountability, responsibility, and it doesn't have to look any certain way for anybody else to approve. So that's very important. And I want to make that distinction because um, when I talk about be willing to see how it all turns out, and the original title I had, it was be willing to see how the story turns out, is because of another story that Casey was was telling on his, uh, on the on the interview, which I'll get to here in a minute, because there's two parts here to this this ideology, right? Or to this concept. On, on one hand, it's the journey, doing what is part of what is calling you in any, no matter what size it is of, of a dream or of an idea or of a passion or a path, you have to define it by your, for yourself, right? And then, you know, incorporate, is this bringing me 
peace? Is this bringing me joy? Is this bringing me happiness? Does this feel like what my soul is here to do? Now, I was like bringing in the soul into it because I feel like the soul is such a beautiful guidance system that says, listen, if you follow this beautiful intuition, you will see all that, you know, life has to, to create for you, you know? And so I love bringing the soul in. And so there's this happiness factor, which, you know, I've also heard um, happiness is less about pleasure and, you know, more about pursuit, right? Because when you get addicted from a pleasure standpoint, that obviously can be fleeting. But when it's more about pursuit, being in the journey, being the game, being the creativity, when you get so involved with creating your life, the journey is the win. And you will feel it. I can accurately tell you that. Now, yes. Okay. Now, for an analogy to to, to bring that up. An analogy, you ever see the uh, the kid that's standing on the end of the diving board and he's really, 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 really shaking before he you know jumps in the into the water? That's sort of like fear for, for anybody that's listening. That's like, before you do start moving into creating your life more and getting more and more and more involved, any number of fears can get in your way. Any number of thoughts and overthinking. And I believe me, I get the overthinking. All of that can really hinder you embracing this idea of, can you just create your life? Can you just approach your life like a blank canvas and say, I'd like to start applying some paint and I want to see what I can create, whatever kind of life that you want. And this then cues up uh, a little bit of the surrender and can you be willing to see how the story plays out? Can you, can you see how it all turns out? And here's, here's a great rundown of, so Casey Neistat, he's on Stephen Barlett's Diary of a CEO, and he's talking about the story of Anvil. Now, first, um, he says, failure is the greatest gift. It hurts so bad, but failure is a part of life. And you guys know how I feel about the word failure because it's just information that you're able to take in. But, but, I, but Casey, I like how he was describing it. It's true. You, uh, he was describing how, like, you putting in all the time, nobody shows up. You, uh, you know, there is a, there's a part where I'm going to fast forward here a little bit where he says, um, you know, that feeling sucks, especially if it's year in and year out with people rolling their eyes, people not showing up to your, um, to your concert or to your, he's like, maybe you're a comedian and nobody shows up. He's like, nobody likes your, your content or your, your videos. And he's like, being told you suck really sucks, but. When it's quantified by a lack of views or no one showing up or no one believing you, he's like, then that really sucks. <laughs> you know, he's like, and you can feel it. And, you know, but what takes over any person that has gone through that, and then I'm going to get back to the story of Anvil, what takes over anybody is, but this feels right and I got to do it. And I'm not willing to stop. That is why it's so important, I believe, to pair calling and soul with, you know, movement and creativity and intention and being present in creating your life. 
understanding that the journey is part of the process, that failure will be there. But as you ground further into the creativity of it, everything else drowns out. And then you're just talking about time, which he then eventually talks about patience and persistence. So we're going to go with that. But he gives the story of Anvil. And what, uh, and I, I wasn't aware of this documentary. There's uh, apparently a documentary, I think it's like the story of Anvil is what he was saying. And Anvil was the, uh, a very big hair rock band in the 80s. And they always opened for big bands like Def Leppard. If any of you guys know, Def Leppard was a big fan back in the day. Um, they never headlined. And they never broke through. So they always just opened for acts like Def Leppard. And you're talking about like 50, 60, 70,000 fans. They always opened, but they never headlined. And in the... Um, documentary it was showing the lead singer living in canada he was working for minimum wage barely able to keep his head above water is what he was saying um and uh you know they they never really broke through and so uh casey was describing how he says he still performs to to this day in his leather outfits as this like middle-aged you know 50 some year old guy uh and it's showing him like playing to like six people i believe it's like at a bar and they're just drinking beer but he's giving it his all he still plays like he's in that arena so that's that's number one right there. I want you to pay attention to that. He still plays like he's in that arena. This is a big distinction between this is how you know when you do something and no one shows up or two people show up versus maybe and maybe you've been tasted 20,000 and now it's two. Whatever. You still love it. You still love to do it. That's so important because there's something in you that is guiding it out of you, which is why, again, I bring up the soul, I bring up God-given talents, like there's something in you, right? And so uh, Casey goes on to say, he's relentless. He borrows money from his sister to make an album and no one buys it, and then he can't pay her back, and I believe like she's got family and all this other stuff, and he said he's unwilling to give up on that dream. He just wouldn't let it go. It's his whole life. Now, what I love uh, at this point, too, thinking about how, you know, in the documentary, I'm going to have to check this out. In the documentary, um, you know, he's he's working for minimum wage. He's, you know, really, you know, doing whatever to get by, but he's still dedicated to the dream. And why this is a very fundamental point to bring up as well, too, and I've given this advice to people before is it's okay to have something else you do while creating something else you love. That is very important. And because not everybody is in a position to just simply go do what they love full time. And I know this well too, by the way. I, and, and yet, and at the, here's the funny part. It's all related. I ended up ultimately realizing it's all interlinked. It's all related. But there were plenty of times that I had to build slower or I had to put some of my stuff a little bit on hold because I was always trying to be responsible, what I thought was be responsible and make ends meet. And, and that's why, and it is, it is being responsible. In a lot of ways, look, you know, making sure that you're taken care of and then taking care of other people is a big deal. So don't be afraid of that. And I had to do that. And I'm sure maybe you guys had to do that. And so, you know, but I, so I love this idea that here he is, he's still got this dream. And now the second part of that is that you, maybe it never goes anywhere, but you constantly creating, that makes life worth living. So you may be doing something else that isn't necessarily the calling. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe it's all interrelated. And then you're doing something that you're creating. And what's cool is I have found personally, and I've given this advice to somebody else before, that it makes a thing that maybe you're not 
necessarily totally aligned with, but you're doing it, feel even more okay. Like, cause you love, cause you've got something that you're creating. And by the way, I'm glad I was always creating something for myself because I remember times where my uh, consulting contracts that I had been on for like a year or two years, whatever, were all of a sudden just pulled from me and I had nothing. I had no work. I had no work, none. And I'm like, oh shit. And, but what was cool was I still had something I was always building. And that was also an interesting observation because I was like, huh. More time in the garage, I guess. Having something creating is very grounding. Having something building, I mean, that you're creating or doing, it's very grounding. It's very resourceful. It's very um, confirming. It's very, um, what am I looking for? It, very answer-driven. It brings you answers. It brings you clarity. It brings you purpose. It brings you meaning. Again, it doesn't have to be building a business or creating the next whatever. It could, you know, that has to be so massive. It could just be simply something that you love that you just don't know where it can go. So he continues on with the story, Casey telling Steven says, so basically the documentary on Anvil comes out and Anvil the band blows up. And all of a sudden he's that guy selling out in arenas, on tour in Japan, etc. And I get chills when I tell that part because we know this is how it ends. We know, and it's not even ending. It's just beginning. So I shouldn't even say this is how it ends. We know the outcome. I say this to you guys all the time. If it's in your heart and you are relentless and you are unwilling to give up, you it's also because you are tied to a, a, an outcome without even knowing the details of what that outcome is. You just know it. You know it. You don't even know why you know it. And everybody, yes, might think you are absolutely crazy. Who cares? Who cares what they think? It's not their vision. It's not their path. And so I love it. Casey says, had he given up at any point in time, the documentary would have been an interesting, wouldn't have been as interesting. It would have just been another person who threw in the towel. But a filmmaker saw the story and knew they had to tell this story. They had to tell his story. They had to tell their story. And Casey said, had he not been willing to take on 30 or 40 years of failure, quote unquote, he would have never found success. Now, again, no, there's happiness, there's peace, there's joy along the way. There is success because he's already doing the thing that he loves. So I believe in that as well. But he's saying, you know, in terms of like the fruition of all that the, the, the work, the body of work is meant to become. And, you know, he says that's obviously the most extreme version of it, 30 or 40 years. But, you know, you get it. And then he says, failure is overrated. The fear of failure is probably more about fearing what others are going to think about you. 30 or 40 years, when I say think in decades, it will drastically change your perception about what you are attaching yourself to and, um, and make it more mission-driven and less about temporary satisfaction. And when you detach from needing the validation from the market to give you the go-ahead, from the gatekeepers to say, this is worthy, this is good, this is not good, this is, you know, um, this sucks, this doesn't suck, oh, you've got talent, oh, you've got a future. If you can remove yourself from the external and you can play from the internal guidance, you can trust your soul and follow that, It'll be way different. You will create way different. And ultimately, it won't matter 
here's the here's the kicker. It won't matter when it comes around. It will not be if, but when. And it won't matter when the people start showing up more and you start growing. In fact, the longer it takes, probably the more, hopefully, the more humility you inject in the process. Because as 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 when you play for the validation, and this is something that I, I'm very um, passionate about talking about, because what happens is I've watched people end up getting into big arenas and then they either um, forego some of the ownership of how they do things and they take on much bigger energy that I don't know if it's as warranted, if it's something that you want as much. I meaning like sometimes when quote unquote the popularity comes so to certain things that like maybe you didn't have access to before and I don't the way I build is not for those things I build for the mission for the purpose not for those things um, thank you but now nah, we, we've got work here to do and and I actually want to show that as a different path because I understand um, because I, again when you're not playing for I don't want to play for what traditionally societies want to play for. And when once you re reach a certain pinnacle, it's like, no, like we're all in this together. We're all here on a mission. We're all here to do the work. And we're all here to bring out uh, what our, our talents and our gifts are and uh, and do it with while preserving the soul, while preserving the, the art, while preserving the work ethic, while preserving the path. You know, so sometimes that's another point I want to bring up to you. Be thankful if it takes longer be much more thankful that it takes longer you learn to rely on you and your close ones around you and you know and your followers and or your fans or your you know the people who who are supporting you it's different you honor that differently like yo this these people have been with me for since the start and this is how i'm doing things and this is the way i want to do them and i don't you know so anyways the the band blows up and you know steven steven then asked uh, casey he said was it persistence you know, was it the end that was a success of the journey, right? Because it's a good question. Is it, is it the end or is it, you know, or is it the journey? And, and that's where I wanted to say both because this man, the lead singer of Anvil was doing what he loved to do. He was, in my opinion, already a success because he is embodying and creating from within that is success. And if you remove metrics, you know, um, then you'll see that success. Now, the metrics, on the other hand, also indicate, you know, in a, in a physical sense, um, you know, are we impacting anybody? And I get that, too. I really do. I really do. Especially as my numbers grow. I get that, you know. Um, but do you love it if no one is watching the way the lead singer of Anvil did when literally there was like only six people and they were drinking beer and he's in a small little bar? Do you love it that much? And that'll make a difference. And that's, you know, and so Casey said, you know, while he likes the word persistence, he likes the word patience. And he said, it's a very unattractive, unsexy way to remove the sensationalism that has been romanticized online. Patience. I know about this very well. I've been called very patient, <laughs> you know. I'm on your 20-something, so I get it, you know, um, and of this since really going online and creating 10 years, I'm heading into year 10. You have to have patience, and, um, you know, that's where he was just talking about that if you combine the failure and combine that with patience, um, and you're willing to do it for 20 years, then you win. 
and if you're not willing to give up, um, you'll get there. And that's where I want to end this episode. So be willing to see how it all plays out. Be willing to see how it quote unquote ends, right? Um, be willing to see how the whole story comes together and, and make sure you are enjoying the story as it's unfolding as well. See God in every moment that it's happening. And that's something that I try to do every single day is I reflect in the morning and in the evening, where did I see God today? And it's usually in so many different things, an interaction, a win, um, uh, a communication, an email, a comment on my work, anything, something, everywhere. God is in everything. And so that's something that I, I personally like feel. So when you do that, you realize you're winning more than you realize, you know? So... I uh, appreciate you guys for tuning in. Please check out the show notes. Uh, and there's the Clarity Workshop, as I always mention in there. Uh, there's like a thousand or so people now in there because of a post that I put online. So, um, you know, you guys can always comment if you have any questions about the, the, the Clarity templates in there. We're going into a new year. Might be a good time to get really clear on what you want. Uh, there's also Write, Design, Build Masterclass in there. So if any of you are trying to bring more of your creativity out, get more organization around it, and actually use that online. I got you. Check out that masterclass. And of course, it's the recommended book list. Please leave a written review on Apple as well as a five-star review and a five-star on, on Spotify. It helps expand the awareness of the show. I will never stop telling you guys that. I will never stop uh, uh, doing this. I love doing this. I appreciate you guys too much, so much. Thank you for always tuning in each and every single day. And until next episode, I'm out. All right, that's it. We'll stop there for right now. I hope you found this helpful and applicable in some way. I want you to remember, you do not need to fit in, and you certainly do not need to fit into some category or title nor be put into some box. The niche is you. It always has been. Please share this with a friend and be sure to leave a rating and review. Your feedback means everything to me. And also, thank you for listening and supporting me. If you're new and you want to receive these, the moment they come out, please text me 480-530-7352. Text me podcast. I promise to only send you the good stuff. Thank you. And until next time, I'm out.